there weren't many bright lights in 2020. I think most of us can agree that. But Tom Moore, no doubt, shone the brightest. I say Tom Moore. I, of course, mean Captain Tom Moore. Actually, I should say Captain Sir Tom Moore. It's interesting that many people suggest that we should be allowed our freedoms and that we should be let out of lockdown and this would be facilitated by asking vulnerable people and the elderly to isolate. It's an interesting notion and a couple of people I know are absolutely certain that that should have been done months ago. To me, that's suggesting that someone who's elderly, their life is somehow less important, that they're seen as just sitting in front of the TV and, and, and not really doing anything useful. In Sir Captain Tom Moore's 99th year, he walked 100 laps around his garden using a Zimmer frame because he had a real bad problem with his leg and it was very painful apparently every step he took. And he raised £32,794,701 for NHS charities. This equates to close to £39 million when gift aid is included. It's a remarkable amount of money. Um, but... In the time since March 2020, which remember is probably less than 10 months ago, he also had a number one single. He was knighted by the Queen and he became the first ever honorary colonel of the Army Foundation College. And he even did a GQ magazine photo shoot. That's quite... A remarkable year by anyone's standards and we've seen over the past 24 hours the response to his death has, has been absolutely huge the Queen has sent a private message to the family the White House tweeted a message our Prime Minister and the list goes on and it it, it, it kind of makes you wonder because those people who say you should allow younger people to get on with their lives while older people isolate, isn't he the perfect example of how any one individual can have a massive impact? I think in his case... I think it was more to do with how he was. He was extremely funny. He was a, a bit of a flirt. 
Underneath he was iron strong. And as many have said over the past few hours, he was the best of British. And I think to many British people, they look at someone like Sir Tom Moore and they do see that generation that had to suffer huge hardships bearing in mind he was already a hero thanks to his war efforts just like hundreds of thousands of other people are they're they're quiet heroes but then he became a hero to the entire nation and to millions of others around the world he does make me proud to be british and i'm glad he reached his 100th birthday before covid took him and it is it's a cruel irony that he raised so much money for the nhs while covid is ripping the institution apart um and that he died of it and from what i've heard in the last few minutes the sad irony was that he was being treated for pneumonia in hospital a while back and that he caught covid in hospital and i can understand how that happens obviously because of what me and joe have been through and a hospital is the last place on earth you want to go to if you want to avoid covid it's it's practically impossible you can people can wear all the protective equipment they need to but just from other patients alone um the studies have shown that the mere act of coughing produces so much substance into the air that I would guess that almost any hospital is a bit of a hotbed for it. And so it's it's it's, it's a bit of a sad day. And I, it's strange, really, because I, I've never really bought into when celebrities die or, you know, I've never really bought into the mass grief. But I do feel that Sir Tom was different. Because I remember during that first lockdown how we all felt. It was so unknown. It was so um, scary. And up popped this frail old man with his Zimmer frame. And the story just grew. But almost every day he'd be on TV being interviewed by someone. And his wit and his positivity... They shone through every single time. His mantra was, tomorrow will be a better day. And that's so simple, but so kind of perfect. It, it goes against everything I am. I, I, I could never be so optimistic. Um, and in a way, I'd be jealous if if you can be like that and genuinely believe it. But I do think it's very sad that um, that he died. There's always an element that if someone's got to 100 years old, you can't be um, as sad. Because it's, it's, 
it's verging on an unnatural time amount of time to live I'm sure in the future that won't be the case so there's an element of boy did he have a good life and boy did he have such a wonderful last year it's just a shame he didn't get the vaccine which he couldn't have because he was being treated for pneumonia Um, and I think for anyone dying at this time I, I think it feels especially sad because we are closer than ever to reaching the point where even though people will still catch COVID, they're going to be a lot less likely to die. So thank you, Tom. Uh, You were an inspiration to many of us and perhaps more importantly, you were a a very bright moment uh, in a very dark year last year. Changing tack completely Andrew shared an article recently on the whatsapp group and it was called smartphones are becoming like white goods and it was quite interesting it it talked about a survey of 1000 UK customers and they found that nearly 34% believed that they would hang on to their current phones longer than previous models and how this is double what was seen in a previous survey. Um, They suggested that the refresh of their devices is not driven by a desire for the latest tech but rather to replace a broken phone. That's obviously true and that's true, I would guess, of the majority. I, I don't actually know many people who upgrade just because they see a new phone and think, oh, that looks nice. I, I like this clever new feature. Most people I know use their phones for standard day-to-day things and they change them when the previous ones either become unusably slow the battery's gone um, or it's just become generally outdated but I think there's another side um, which is where the white goods part comes in I mean I'm using the iPhone 11 Pro which is hardly an old phone but it's the first year in many years I haven't upgraded and partly of that part of that was due to covid because uh it's hard to imagine um why i would need an upgraded phone with a better camera i feel like i'm barely leaving the house as it is but i think it's more than that specifically with the iphone 12 i really didn't see anything in it that would offer me any use at all above the 11 Pro. And I think my mindset did change a little bit. I've written about this many times and detailed how a reliable and secure system is more important to me than fancy new features which is why I use an iPhone um, 
in place of Android. I'm not saying that's correct, but in my head, the iPhone feels like the more reliable and secure platform. And, and then I started to think about, okay, the iPhone 12 has a few new camera tricks. And I started to consider what has actually changed, for example, in the last five years. That there's been moments, of course, in terms of hardware, the, the iPhone 10, much bigger screen in the same footprint. And we've had Face ID. And th there have been features along the way which are game changers. Um, Apple Pay. Th th there's so many little things. But more and more, what's happening within the upgrade cycle is nothing. If you think of every possible use um, for your phone and you looked at the iPhone 10 and you looked at the iPhone 12, you're talking of tiny margins of improvement. And yes, there's some battery improvement, screen technology, but the reality is it's it's almost never worth upgrading anymore. And that's where this white goods argument makes a lot of sense to me. I, I genuinely, there have been, of course, there's been standout devices. But when you really think about it, you have to go back a long way when the industry and the form was, was still developing. And because obviously the three was very different, the four was different from the three. And then we went on to the six, which largely stayed the same until you hit the 10. And now two iterations later, you have a slight new design on the 12. But it's almost like every five years, you get a big hardware change that feels new and refreshing. Aside from that, the little additions Apple adds, I remember the Measure app being one of the things discussed at the keynote. I think I've used it three times and, and I don't trust it anyway. And there's lots of other smaller additions that have come in that don't really warrant the purchase of a new device. So I do think that a phone has become a white good purely on the basis that we've been using them for so long now that we've become quite intransigent and we're kind of set in our ways. I use my iPhone in a certain way. I use the same apps, many apps I've used for years. I never pick up my iPhone anymore and think, wow, what an amazing piece of technology. Wow, this is a great device. I just use it and I guess I get benefit from that, um, which is really what, what Apple has always strived for. Um, the reality is, though, the excitement really isn't there unless something magical comes out. Maybe a perfect folding iPhone next year. Who knows? Uh, I, th I think this white goods analogy could grow uh, 
and, and I'm not quite sure where we go next. It, it needs someone to really come up with a big breakthrough, whether that's much improved battery efficiency, um, uh, damage resistance, a completely new form. I don't know, but as it stands to me, um, a smartphone is most definitely uh, on its way to becoming uh, just a utility, just something you use. It's not a bad thing because we use them more and more and they are absolutely necessary to many of us. Uh, I just don't believe that the excitement is there um, as much as it used to be. It's a similar story, I guess, with... Um, tablets uh, the iPad the iPad Air the new one apparently is very good but um, it's still technically just a better iPad just as the Apple Watch 6 is a better Apple Watch 5 although I believe the Apple Watch has a lot more room to grow yet and is maybe akin to the iPhone 6 actually in in its journey uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what the Apple Watch 10 might look like. Um, and I, I suspect it will look completely different to what we have today. And I guess as an example of how you can change things is the M1 Max. Um, I'm still stunned at the sheer speed of it. Uh, I'm still I'm still surprised every time I open the lid and uh, it's instant on and, and, and everything's instant, everything works. It feels like an iPhone in use. It, it is so smooth. But ultimately that that will go away and, and that will become completely normal. Uh, but I suspect a Mac, a, a computer, to use the traditional term, is very different in that to many it's always been seen as a utility and I suspect under one percent of people pick up their computer and have any emotional response at all at the end of the day it's um a computer tends to be used for the work stuff the boring stuff whereas people tend to maybe use phones and iPads and tablets for, for more fun things I don't know but Yes, some of these devices are white goods, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's a bad thing. And that's it, really. Um, it was just a quick podcast because I'm sat here on my own, staring out the window, and it's dark, and I just wanted something to do. The, uh, the updates on the site and future podcasts will continue to be slow for a while, um the, the situation with covid for me and joe is similar joe's improving a bit now and she's done half a shift at work so hopefully that can continue i'm doing half days at work which is crazy for just sitting at a laptop but you do four hours it's followed by a headache feeling very sick and then sleeping the whole afternoon um i just hope that over time th this improves and you get back to a normal state and 
at that it's at the moment I start to really hate the fact I'm locked down and so bored that I'll know I'm on my way at the moment I couldn't really care if I'm locked down or not because it makes no difference really I don't don't really leave the house um and for the first time in my life I'm quite happy to literally sit or lie down for hours and hours and do absolutely nothing the the natural state for me at this moment feels that whenever I get into bed and I go to sleep that feels like the state I should be in and that's quite a strange um, feeling for someone who for the last three decades has really struggled to sleep more than five hours a night um, so yeah it's, it's, a, it's a bit of an odd time uh, one day maybe the site will come back um, that th th there is a little bit of me that that um, thinks I need to do maybe something completely different to just give me a, a bit more mental energy and to not go back and do anything I was doing before but I'll, I'll ponder that because I've certainly got enough time to do it at the moment thanks for listening <laughs>